Tony and Mad Max on this Saturday morning. How was your Thanksgiving? We hope everyone out there had a Thanksgiving. But how was yours, Tony? It was Tony? legit. You know what? It was great getting back out there, dude. Like, last year, you almost forget about what happened last year. Yeah. With everything with COVID, yeah, just unbelievable. Just to see the parade go on this year with people there, it was a great sight. And hopefully things can return to normal as soon as possible, as long as people are getting vaccinated and following protocols. But there has been news that's actually breaking out recently that there's a new strain on the way here. But Biden is going to do what he can to keep this from coming All you in the do country. Is just shut down the border for those yeah. countries. Yep. You know, um, we're vaccinated, though, dude, like that's you're going to see a lot of variants pop out because that's just what viruses do. Yep. I think we should open with this, man, as my New York Mets are becoming the Brooklyn Nets of baseball as far as signing oh, big-time players. Oh, please, dude. They signed three players that are, like, over the age of 30 that are going to be, like, mostly depth pieces. Oh, and- Marte? He's not going to be a depth piece. He was just coming nah, off an well, all-star no. season. No, nah, he's, he's starting, but, like, yeah, like crazy signing, dude, and like right and and right before the um baseball CBA is out, before yeah, the CBA December is 1st. up on Wednesday, so it's going to be so we're pretty much heading towards a a lockout of baseball. So they're trying to sign players now. Yeah, and the Mets are heavy in on starting pitchers right now. They want two to three. I'm hearing they're out for Max Scherzer. I don't know why they're not going to try to reshine Stroman when he's, I believe, the third best candidate on the top MLB free agent pitchers right now. And then they're also looking at other pitchers from San Francisco, Kevin Gosman, looking at signing him. They're saying that deal could get done as either today or tomorrow. And and then the other news on Robbie Ray and Scherzer, I don't know, or yep. Stroman. They, they, it's obvious Cohen's ready to buy some players here, which I'm happy with because we've seen the Yankees do this for years. And it's about time the Mets have an owner that actually gets great players and pieces here by free agency. And I'm surprised with this new GM, Billy Epler, coming right in here and starting to sign players. I like to see it. Absolutely, dude. It's like this is what they were supposed to do. Like they need need players on, on this team need almost a, a complete roster turnover here. Oh, and, and we're not talking about players like McNeil, J.D. Davis, all these Confortos. Get these guys out of here because these are guys that they've been comfortable with for years. Dominic Smith, these guys got to go because they've been comfortable with these guys for years. Why? Because they're fan favorites or they've been here for years. It's time to move on and get real talent on this team. And it starts. it started a few days ago. It's, and it's obviously starting last night and today with the Marte signing. And I hope that they finish out strong here because last year they started out with the Lindor trade and then they fell flat. McCann was an okay signing, but they missed out on George Springer. They missed out on Bauer. They missed out on some key heavy free agents last year. And I think now they have to make up for that because they didn't do enough last season. What was the number one thing I told you last year that the Mets didn't do? They didn't sign top free agents. That was the biggest problem with them last year. I said that to you. I was like, I don't know why all these Met fans and all these people around the league go, like, the Mets are fine. They weren't. I knew that they were going to tank. I was surprised that they held that lead in the NL East this long. 
And we saw what happened. They just collapsed because of the lack yep. of talent they had on this team. And then they watched the Braves win the freaking World yes. Series. To, it robbed which... them of the division, then went right on to win the World Series. I wouldn't say robbed, really, but the Mets well, just it shows dropped you off. That it doesn't take a, a it doesn't take a star-studded roster to win a title, dude. The Braves no. had no had no Ronald Acuna, no Mike Soroka, no no, no Marcelo Zuna. That's how baseball works. Yeah. But in order to win in this league, you got to have talent. That's it's the that thing. Simple. Key keyword right there you mentioned, talent. And that's what the Mets lack. It's not McNeil. It's not J.D. Davis. It's not Conforto and all these guys that they have on there that they think are stars, and they're not. It's time to move on and find real talent in some players out there in free agency. Now, We're seeing that now. As for the Yankee side, dude, like, I'm like, I'm not necessarily concerned right now. I'm not panicking like people on Twitter, like goodness, you, you would have thought that like that like that like Aaron Judge like tested positive for like a drug or something. <laughs> on, they are really coming at Cashman. And coming after him. I mean, like, first off, Starling Marte was never gonna be a Yankee. I don't know where that was coming from. <laughs> You're not gonna pay a guy eighteen million dollars in his age thirty-three season. <laughs> you're not going to do that when you have a guy in Aaron Hicks who you're paying $10 million for and you have a prospect in Estevan Floreal behind him in his early 20s who could step right in and be a nice fourth outfielder. You're not doing that. You're not giving four years to a guy in his mid-30s for $18 million. The Mets could do that because the Mets had him had a big gaping hole. In oh, yeah. <laughs> you can do that. Because there was no one else to play center field. No. It, it, and you know what? Unless, uh, unless like, Brandon Nimmo. But Brandon Nimmo, you could just slot over to right field. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're going to slide him over to right field. By the way, he's the only one homegrown talent that we've had for years that I would keep because at least he's consistent. These other players that all these fans are like, you better resign, get them. No, you can't get those players. I'm sorry. You can't. That's the key about sports. You can't fall in love with these players that you have on your team. It's a business. It is a business, and people just – they go nuts. Cashman does himself no favors by doing that, freaking sleeping outside. It's like he, he, he does this homeless charity where, like, he sleeps outside in a sleeping bag. He does it every year around the same time. It's a great – it's a great cause. I'm happy that he does it. Mm -hmm. But, but people take pictures of him in, in, in the sleeping bag and then they make memes of him on social media saying, where are you, Cashman? Oh, yeah, there he is. He's sleeping outside in the sleeping bag. Like, so it's a great look for him. With it is. Charity, but in 100%. terms of like memes, like it's 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 bad. In poor taste. It's in poor taste meme wise. Like yeah. in terms of like people going after him on Twitter. Oh my god, and people are not happy, but like I'm not like panicked. I'm I'm a little bit uneasy with what this offseason is going to entail because he went up to the media in a press conference and said, and I'm paraphrasing, that we need to build a different style roster next year, meaning that we're going to change things up. And I know it's only in late November, but like <clears throat> nothing is nothing has happened. He's cut more players than added. Yeah, that's right. He cut Clint Frazier. He cut Rufnet Odor. He traded Tyler Wade, and that's been it. 
Yeah. Still got to resign Rizzo. Yeah, no, he didn't. He 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 hasn't he hasn't looked at first base. He hasn't looked at center field. He hasn't talked about the pitching. He hasn't gotten the shortstop. He said in the press conference, "We need a different shortstop." He goes, "We have those shortstop. We need to get a shortstop." None of the issues have been addressed yet. The CBA is up on the the, the, the CBA is up this Wednesday. Yep. All the moves, so, the most moves, you're going to see MLB go through a frenzy. It's usually a longer free agency period, but you're going to see next couple of days, it's going to be a frenzy for players. This sport could be in lockout for, for the next year. Yeah. We have no idea. I mean, we could all just assume, oh, it's going to be, it's, it's, going, to, it's going to be solved. It's going to, they're, they're going to find a resolution. We don't know that. Yeah, no. This can go on for a year. It has the potential to be locked out until 2023. I hope not. I think most fans just, <clears throat> they, they can't stand how Brian is kind of lackadaisical with stuff. They want him to be what Steve Cohen did last night. You know, exactly. they, they want that. I did like that too, you know. But again, it all depends on what situation you're in financially and what your team looks like. Starling Marte was not coming here. When you read reports saying the Yankees were in on him, that's Wally. so vague. You know what in on him means? In on him means that they're probably calling up his agent and, and asking what his price is. Then they probably heard back and said, oh, well, the Mets are offering four years, $78 million. And Brian was like, forget that. <laughs> I'm not paying $18 million for somebody who's 33 years old. Let him go. Let him go there because they because and the Mets could do that because they again they need have him. that hole in center field. Yeah, they need him. I was happy with him. I think he's, he's one of the top names on. He's the top center fielder on the market. So the Mets went yeah. right for him. They need they need a a legitimate leadoff hitter. They need a guy that can that's that's a good on base. Let him go. Yeah, and, and you the Yankees know- could the Yankees could use that too, but they have Lemayhew. They. Do you know what, though? The Mets have still have a lot of work to do. They have to re-sign Baez. I think they should re-sign Stroman. I really do. But they're going to – supposedly they're in on two to other two to three on other starting pitchers in free agency. So we'll see what happens there. But they got to get Baez back. That's a big thing. They got to get Baez locked down for a contract. And another great signing would be if they go and get Chris Bryant. I've been here – we've been hearing the rumors for years with the Mets getting Chris Bryant. This would really solidify this team. If they re-signed Baez, got Bryant, and then just worked on the start and pitching, that would really solidify the Mets. Focus on pitching. They yep. really only really need like one legitimate starting pitcher. I don't think they need. Well, well, no, they they just you, lost Syndergaard, and 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 then you, you can never have too much starting pitching. That's the yeah. thing. You could always, you always need arms because you but, always got to assume that with this roster, uh, there's going to be injuries. Scherz, Max Scherzer will be tough. I think Kevin Gossman is probably the most likely person. Yeah. Robbie Ray, they're saying, is on the market. Their Mets are monitoring him. I, I don't know what. I'd like. I'd, I'd like for the Yankees to make a splash. The, the, the Yankees have Jamison Tyon out until May with an ankle injury. I hope they. I hope they know this. You got to get people here. Like, it, that's what bugs me. What bugs me is that you get these quotes from these guys in the front office who talk to the public, saying that we're going to experience major turnover on the roster. And you're just waiting and waiting and nothing happens. No. 
like <clears throat> the Yankees used to, well, the Yankees are very um, known to wait out the market because they don't believe in, in bidding against themselves. You're right. And you know what? They wait for trade deadlines. Look at the Rizzo move they made. All the moves yep, the that they risk. made in, in, in the offseason, not even in the offseason during the trade deadline there, they, they've made splashes. They made a couple splashes, even though the Joey Gallo trade really didn't work out to what it was supposed to be. But Joey Gallo is going to be there next year. Um, they're 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 going to have to make some decisions here. And, like, what's, and what's really making me uneasy is that we don't know what this CBA situation is going to look like. No. And we don't know how many big free agents free agents are going to be out there when all is said and done. Because Corey Seager could be signed up within like the next like three days. And like, you could be like, wait, what the hell? You're not getting Correa. I think Seager is probably the Yankees best bet here. I think so. I just they got to get someone. I, I, I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, this team likes to wait on stuff because they want to see how the market works. They don't set the market. They want to see what it looks like. That's why. That's why they took forever to sign to 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 sign Lemayhu last off season because they kept on calling up the agent and they were bidding and 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 the Yankees were bidding were bidding against themselves. There was hardly any competition for for DJ, and then eventually they came. They came to an agreement. Garrett Cole was 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 the same thing. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole was at the winter meetings. They were they were they were bidding against against the um, uh, Anaheim Angels. Yep. Because they knew what his market was, and they were trying to make it work, and they did. Thing is, a lot of baseball fans, especially Yankee fans, are very impatient, and we've and we've and we've seen this before all, all, this all the time. Office. We've seen this before from the from this front office where you know that there's glaring holes, but there's just nothing being done. And I've and we've seen it. We've seen it before, and they've always blamed luxury tax, or they've always blamed prospects coming up through the um, pipeline and I think fans are tired of it I think that the luxury tax excuse can only get you so far um the prospect thing can only can only really work if these guys are legitimate prospects and the Yankees um run with prospects recently has really not worked except for Aaron Judge oh wow What are you reading there? Wow, the, the the Mariners just got just got Adam Frazier from the um uh, from from the San Diego Padres. Wow. Reported by by Jeff Passons from like nine minutes ago. Jeez. Well, the Yankees were not going to get him either. That I don't know that that's, that wasn't going to happen. I want to see who they trade him for. Oh, just a couple of uh, just a couple of prospects. I think they're just prospects. Just Two prospects. 
And it's not just um, Seeger and Correa, dude. It's, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Simeon. Uh, Marcus Simeon from, from Toronto. The reason why I want Seeger is because Seeger is a left-handed hitter. He's, 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 was he 28, mm-hmm. 26, 27, 28 years old? Um, and when the shortstop prospects come up, he could slide over to third base. You're right. Like, <clears throat> I feel like the Yankees sometimes too, man, like they just, they, they, they don't really know what direction they're in. Like they'll tell you where they think they are, but I don't even know if they, if they have a set direction because for the last five years, <clears throat> they've put, they've showcased themselves as this team that that's going for a title but off season and trade deadlines they have not acted so they really haven't i've seen too many trade deadlines come and go you know why too because they're not doing enough for the pitching not just is yeah well the pitching is one um contact hitters more balance and more balance and and, in the lineup better defense up the middle like these things like they could have improved over the last five years, and they and they and yeah. they haven't. <clears throat> and I think that the luxury tax played a big role in that, a massive role in that. Yeah. I wish that they would just come out and just say, like, okay, like, are, are you really looking to dial it back and just not care about making the playoffs or not? I would, I would honestly respect that more. Yeah. You can't be coming up to, 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 to the media and saying that your franchise doesn't have it in its, in its DNA to not want to win, and then you go out there in the offseason, and then you just sit by. Now, I get it. Like it's, it's, it's really early in this offseason. I think people are getting really wrapped up because the, because the CBA is up. Yep. Plus, whenever it's the Mets signing people, the Yankee fans are always going to go crazy, and it's and it's vice versa. That's just that that's just what happens. When the Nets sign people, the Nick fans go crazy, and vice versa. It's always the competing the Giants teams in New York. Somebody, the Jets yeah, fans the Gi- go crazy. Yeah, Giants and Jets, uh, Rangers, Islanders, and by the way, the Islanders. Ugh, bad situation over Horrible. there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't even win in their new arena. <laughs> Yeah, over the new arena, they're, they're like 0-3. I know. <laughs> Damn. But fans are pissed off, dude. And you know what? Rightfully so. Like, why not? Like, you could feel any way you want. I don't know what we're feeling if we're Jet fans, though. Pretty much that we're just never winning a Super Bowl. That's never happening. Like I said, dude, like, out, out of the three owners, you got the, was it, Will Pond? Woody Johnson and James Dolan, one one of them is gone, and yeah. one of them is making moves, and the one of the and the one making moves, the one that had the ownership change. Yeah. Now Dolan's been quiet. Yeah. Because because the Knicks have a the, the Knicks have a good roster. Yeah. Even though they're losing games and just they look nothing like they did last year, they, they don't have yeah. that number one defense anymore. What happened there? And apparently Randall forgot how to play. <laughs> <laughs> And then you've got, and then you've got Woody Johnson. Oh. 
and the, the Jets. worst owner in all of sports. I'm telling you, man, this guy. Remember what we, we read. According to the great coach Robert Sala, this is an actual plan. <laughs> what plan, though? Like, okay, like you're saying that because you're a rookie head coach. If you're in your third year, you'd be you'd be out the door next year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still, to be honest, and I, I guess now we're moving on to football. <laughs> yeah, let's move um, on to football. We'll monitor free agent signings, and if the show closes out before anything happens, yeah, dude, we'll because be on the, the show next trade week. just went down now. Like, what happened? Oh no, the um, uh, uh the um, Adam Fraser trade, like that, okay. like 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 that just went down. Okay, yeah, okay, so that was the Fraser trade. Yeah, so if anything else pops up, we'll mention it during the show. If not, we'll be talking about it and breaking it down next week. So we're moving right into football here. And the Jets, as we mentioned before, there was this article that came out at the beginning of the week, and I shared it with Tony, that Robert Sala said, Jet fans need to calm down because this is an actual plan. Who said this? Sala? Robert Sala. He's insane an actual plan with the way this team has been performing. How about that game against the dolphins where people thought this was a lock. And then I know you were sick of the Elijah Moore getting the praise on Twitter as a number one receiver. Yeah, but he, but he, he he's making plays here. I want to actually look up like the NFL, the NFL games. Um, obviously we have, we have jets and Texans. I, nothing's Coming a lot on Sunday. Team. They they may not win that game tomorrow. Well, it's like you know, the Texans are two and eight, same as the Jets. It's um, it's the battle of the bad of the of the bad franchises. You talk about the Jets being bad. The Texans are probably like in in, in worse state. Horrible. So. And plus, the Jets are playing Jets, known Jets killer, Tyrod Taylor. Taylor, when he was with the Bills. When he was with the Bills. Oh, my God. That was the – was that the um, 2015 Bills? Yes. yes. That was Tyrod Taylor? Yes. He's a Jet killer. He'll throw for, like, like, like two touchdowns and, like, and just, like, knock – he'll he'll, he'll knock the defensive front dead. He used to burn them, especially on the run. The drives that were just kept alive by that, the, the, especially in those yeah. that season. Nightmare, dude, nightmarish runs that he would have. Third and long, just first down, yeah. like, just, 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 just walk on through. Can we get some – here's the thing. Can John Franklin Myers, like, get a sack, like, to, on Sunday? Like, is no, that too much? No, because he got paid. We don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> once you get paid, you could just stop playing. <laughs> we don't do that. Go look on this at Mohammed Wilkerson. He did the exact same thing. <laughs> same, and you know what, dude? Same position. How about we just not sign any defensive backs? Yeah, just get new ones every year. Get new ones every year. Do a one-year deal basis. Like you're here for one year, then you're gone. Yeah. Like because the moment because the moment you pay somebody. On, on on the jet defense, they just don't want to play. No. It's, it's either, it, and guess what, dude? It's either damned if you do and damned if you don't because because if you pay them, they won't play. But if you don't pay them, then they're then they're gonna want to force a trade and get out yeah. by bringing Jamal Adams. Yeah. Like, 
and we see how that's worked out. He's becoming the butt of the joke pretty much on Seattle. I will say the biggest bright spot for the Jets right now, and this is, of course, if you trust Joe Douglas or not, there's a good shot. There's a good shot that they're going to have two, two top 10 first round picks, not even just two first round picks, because the Seahawks are pretty much just, they're, they're, they're an average team. Even if that first round pick is in like, is, is in like the top 20. That's, that's great. It is. And you know what though? What direction do they go in? Because this team has a lot of holes. Do you think that they should prioritize offensive line for Zach Wilson? Do you think that they should go offensive line? I think they need to go for a pass rusher. You think so? Top pass rusher in the draft. You need, you need to have pressure on the quarterback next year. And corners. And, and cornerbacks too, but So with the so you're saying with the first pick they should probably go the best pass rusher in the draft, which is probably going to happen because they're either going to get second or third pick, and then with the second pick in the first round, do do they go cornerbacks? Would you go there? Me, I want a corner. I mean, like it 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 depends on who's a free agent for cornerbacks next year. Um, it really depends on free agency too. You're right, exactly. But then you have to look at it. Douglas loves the draft. And then you have to think about, take this into account that Douglas has fumbled every free agency this far. I want to see, um, uh, free agents have them. No 2022 mock drafts because they always come out with one. I saw one. I saw one already. I looked it up. uh, I think it was two weeks ago. I looked it up and it had the jets getting the top pass rusher. Well, this one right here, is um from from this is from from CBS Sports. Um, they have the Jets at pick number two, taking Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU, a cornerback. So, a top corner. Um, it's weird. Giants and Jets have two first round picks, and well, they're you know what? You know what? Hold on a minute. Up. Hold on a minute. You know why? You know why the Jets may go corner? We get Lawson back next year, and Vinnie Curry may come back. So that's true. This is why we may not go for the top. Okay, I kind of agree with going with the corner first now, thinking that Lawson's going to come back on his three-year deal still. I so. love how they – I love where they have the Giants taking at, at five. Who do they have? Hutchinson. Hutchinson, the, 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 the pass rusher from Michigan. I'll take that. I'll take that. In a I want your thoughts on the, the Giants using Jason Garrett as a scapegoat and get, kicking him off the team. And if you really think that Joe Judge is the head coach of this team for years to come. Because I've seen nothing from this guy. Just like Salah. There's just nothing there. I want to first, I want to first tell you who the Jets will take as, as the second pick in this mock draft. Picking at number six. Ikem Ekwanu. Offensive tackle from, from, from NC State. I'll again, take that's it. just like a mock. Yeah, I mean. I mean. Can Carl Lawson really be like the top flight pass rusher that the Jets need? Like, is that what is that what that's, we're going for here? That's what we were. That's what we signed him for. That's why we got him last year. He was the top guy in the market. They got him, and then he got injured towards ACL in camp, and that was mm-hmm. the end of him. But he'll be back next year. He's going to be back, 
Vinny Curry's, I'm hoping he's back because he had the blood disorder thing, and I hope he's recovering. He comes back next year. So we got those two guys. We have a decent pass rush from what we have now. Mm -hmm. So the Jets playing the Texans tomorrow. Um, Zach Wilson's back under center. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, I've you knew a little, little skeptical. You knew this was coming. I knew it was was coming. But you know what, man? I bend it like Zach Wilson had two great games. Then, if you look at it, you got to think about this too, with with his performance and open in the season uh, against the Carolina Panthers. He did play well in that game, but his problem is getting off the fast starts. This game does not start in the third quarter. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't start scoring and making plays until the game is almost over. And that's a problem with me for him. He's got to make a, He's got to have a better decision-making process. I wanted him here. We saw what happened to Darnold. Darnold's gone. He's done. Cam Newton came right back in there and said, Superman's back. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if that's it for like a career for, for Darnold. Cause I don't know how you can even get better. How do you get better from being injury prone? You can't. No, you can't. And I, I if you're injury prone, you're, 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 you're injury prone. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And, and I told you, I was the fortune teller in Darnold's career before he even got it to New York. I said, this guy isn't going to do anything for this team. He's who knows if he's going to have any impact for any team in this league. And we're seeing that already. Robbie Anderson and him were fighting in that week. We saw that on the sidelines going at it. We know what Darnold is, but Wilson, because I wanted Wilson, but you have to admit his flaws right now. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's best to really bring the, him back into this team unless we see some kind of conversion where he's actually a better player from sitting and gaining experience on these weeks that he's been injured and learning from the sidelines from Flacco, Mike White playing. But Exactly. You know what? Like He sat on the sidelines for three weeks obviously watching Mike White and Joe Flacco and even Josh Johnson, like, did you absorb anything? Did you learn anything? Because this guy really needs to start slinging here. Because now that the, now that the Mike White dream is over and Joe Flacco being rendered pretty much like dead man walking, he's not going to be back next year. No. Um, unless they want to go again the, the veteran backup route, which they might as well. They might as well just resign Flacco for for backup because uh, who are they going to get for backup? Like they they might as well just resign there, him. There's always there. Are they going to let him a, go again and then they're going to trade their six round pick again to get him back? <laughs> maybe there's there there's always veteran there there's always veteran backups out there. It doesn't have to be Flacco, but Flacco right now on this roster is just dead man walking. He Wilson needs to be the guy here. He's gotta him working out just makes everything 10 times easier because then next year's draft, you can just focus on defense. Yeah. In free agency, you got to prioritize offense. You got to get more linemen, a tight end. And I would say this, a number one receiver, God forbid, <laughs> because Davis, if there's one available. Yeah, if, if there's if, one available, because Corey Davis isn't cutting it. I'm sorry, this Corey man Davis. drops more. He I, he dropped so many passes against Miami last week. It was disgusting, horrible. Yeah, Corey Davis is is, is questionable with that, but with, with the groin injury for Sunday, 
the, the Jets have, have a good uh, – Michael Carter's out. That's That bothers me because I think they found their their next running back, really, in him. They found their next Sean Green, their next yeah. Chris Ivory. <laughs> they did, and they always find their running back. They're, they always have a good running back. So um, – What was I gonna say? I'm just looking at the um, the um, injury report here. There's a a bunch of questionables out there: Corey Davis, Fadakazi, John Franklin Myers, Shaq yeah. Lawson, C.J. Mosley, Nathan Shepard are, are all questionable. So they could play; they may not play. Michael Carter is the only one that's out with the ankle injury. He did not practice this week. Yeah. So. Um, that's tough, dude. That's tough because now you're putting even more pressure on Wilson throwing the ball because you're going to give the ball to Tevin Coleman all game. Who's 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 the other running back on this team besides Tevin Coleman? Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Yeah, you could put Ty John Ty Johnson and your and Tevin Coleman. They're going to be being handed the ball, which is not which is not awful. No, but it's not Michael Carter. Michael Carter. I, I've told you this before, dude. The Jets are good at finding running backs. They've never had an issue with running backs. No. Never. Their best player. Uh, wasn't Curtis Martin? Curtis Martin was a running back, right? Or was he a receiver? Curtis Martin was a running back. He was a run- they're the best player in franchise history, talent-wise. Yep. Was a running back. They really <laughs> find these guys, man. Thomas Jones, Sean Green, Chris Ivory, LT, the, um, and of course, uh, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> well, he never panned out. No, who was the other one? Bilal Powell. He was Bilal Powell. One too. Yep. Bilal Powell was, was another one. They they always find running backs. Always look at if you even go back to the sixties with Matt Snell, Emerson Hooser, yep. or even mm-hmm. East Freeman McNeil. They always have these great running backs, but they can never lock down any other position like that. Duh. No. So, so their so their running game took has taken a hit this week, but it's up it, it, it's up to Wilson here. And if Corey Davis doesn't play, then you're <clears throat> relying on Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, Braxton Barrios, Tyler Croft. <laughs> the tight end that was just Crowder. a brutal sign. Ugh. But you know what, dude? Jameson He's not Crowder, terrible. He's not terrible. Braxton Barrios is not terrible. Elijah no, Barrios, Moore is I think, good. is overrated. The, the Jeff fans love him for some reason. I I don't like Barrios. Jeff fans love him because because Barrios makes like the like the 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 um flashy Julian Edelman type plays, but that's only when the quarterback can actually just hit him. In, and it's usually in, the, in garbage time, in the chest, like. It's always oh, it in garbage is. time. Always in garbage time. Um, and Elijah Moore has just been a, I want to say a revelation because he's just a rookie. But 
whether it's Mike White or Joe Flacco, they've been they've been finding him out there. Yeah. Putting the ball in his hands. I wish they treated him the same way they treated they 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 treat Denzel Mims. Yep. No, I mean, I'll flip that around. I wish they treated Denzel Mims like they treat Elijah Moore. Yeah, yeah. Because Mims got, is getting nothing is getting nothing right now. No. I don't know what's up. Because whenever they threw him out there, Mims usually made the catch, even though there were some games later on in the season that he was dropping some passes, but that didn't help his case at all. There was a time when no. they were throwing him out at the beginning of the season for his one or two catches, and he was making those catches. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, you know, it, it, this has made a completely 360 turn here, 360-degree turn, because last year, remember how much Mims was praised do we remember this? You remember that what last year where Mims was the guy? They were like, oh, Mims, oh, yeah, Mims, but- Mims. And all of a sudden, now Mims is he's not even on the roster, if you hear them. I think, I think that was the case because the Jets' offense was just nothing. Yeah. They had nobody. Nobody. Oh. Absolutely nobody. I mean, obviously bes- – is this the first year of Corey Davis or is last year the first year of Corey this Davis? Is, this is the first year of Corey Davis for the Jets. Yeah, who did they have? They had – um, who, who were their receivers last year besides Crowder? Crowder, Mims. Who was the other receiver that they had last year? Let's look this up. I can't even remember. It was such a garbage year. Let's see. You the think about all these Jets roster. You think about all these receivers they've had over the years in recent Jermaine Curse. Remember, didn't they have prior to? I'm just looking right here. Crap. Right over here. Let's see the. Oh, Brashad um, uh, Perryman. Yep, Brashad Brashad Perryman. Yep. Chris Herndon was, was. Chris Herndon was still a tight end. The guy that couldn't catch a ball. And they sent off to the Vikings, and he hasn't done anything either. Oh, horrible, boy. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Absolutely horrible. And Frank Gore. was there, I forgot to say Frank Gore in terms of Another running, back. running backs. Yeah. Frank Gore. Well, even though they got him at the end of his career, and he ruined us from getting Trevor Lawrence. Let's not forget oh, yep. that. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. But so to uh, what is it to cap off the show? We want to talk about the basketball. Yes, please, please. This Knicks team is just exploding right in front of our eyes. The defense isn't that number one defense that they had last year. Randall isn't knocking down shots anymore. Barrett was kind of struggling a lot last night too. It really was just one of those games where you just want to turn it and put something else on because it's, you know, they're not going to win this game by halftime. Where's the defense? Where was that number one defense? Where did it, I do want to know where it went. I'm, I'm just going to let you vent a little bit. Because you know, like, I, I'm not happy about this team where it's going. I'm not, it's not the same team since last year. They're not knocking down the shots. Fournier started out strong with hitting his first three pointers and then he disappeared where did he go i'm so sick of this team man because it's just they tease you this was all a tease last year 
And Randall isn't a star player right now. He's not playing like one. He's not. And I think the Knicks seriously have to consider making some trades. Yeah, but who do you trade? Right the now, the team is ten and nine. Right there, the team is ten and yeah. nine. Yep. That and that that win against the Lakers, you talk about you talk about a blessing. The Lakers are falling apart. Yeah. Um, you talk about a blessing that game against the Lakers, where the Lakers came back to tie that game up. And if not for Emmanuel quickly rattling off a bunch of threes, they could be ten and ten. Yep. No, no, they would be. They would be. They would be um uh, nine and ten because they were nine and eight going into that game. They would been they would have been nine and nine. Then they would have lost last night to the Suns. They would they they be they be under five hundred. Yep. You know how I feel about Mitchell Robinson already. I, I put him on the table. You know what, man? I'm gonna say it right now. I don't want I don't want to do it. But if Barrett comes up in a, a trade offer for someone like Damian Lillard, I think you have to do it. You may have to because, because just... it's obvious. It's obvious now that Julius Randle is not a, is not a type A player. No. And the amount of Nick fans that paraded this guy last year as being this, this absolute sensation are just, are just insane. It's insane to me in a year where the Miami heat underperformed where the Boston Celtics underperformed a bunch of teams in that conference under freaking performed and they brought themselves up to the four seed and got embarrassed by the Hawks. I'm talking like a freaking net fan here. I'm, I'm flipping. I'm, well, I'm flipping well, no, shit. I get no, no, it, no, no, you, no, but you're speaking the truth. I enjoy it. No, no, they keep talking because it they did get embarrassed. But this were, is where the toxic Nick fan mentality comes from. It's like you win, you go as a four seed last year. Amazing. You found your franchise changing head coach. You finally have confidence in your front office. Leon Rose is, has been the best Nick front office man in the last, in the last 25 years, better than anybody they've had in the last 25 years. You think you've got something that's great, but understand the players on your roster. They're good players. Randall is a Randall is a very good player, but on a great team, on on a Golden State, on a Phoenix, he's like he's like third man. He's yeah. Bosh. He's Chris Bosh. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> if, if he was on Brooklyn, he would be behind James Harden. He would be. I just I don't get this man. Like Nick fans always do this crap. They do this shit where they're like, oh, well, we will, we're different because we build homegrown stars. What? And talk I mean, to me, Randall, talk to me when Toppin hits a three pointer, please. Homegrown. Well, I actually like Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin's been leading these, 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 these surges in the um, third and in, in, in the third and he fourth. He has been, course. but last night he really was getting to me. He missed. It. I love when they feed him the ball down low because when they feed him the ball down low on that on the um uh, on the um defensive miscues he goes in right for that dunk dude like he 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 gets the ball is wide open for a dunk it's very very entertaining he is a very entertaining player 
Yes, but he can't make three pointers. That's the problem. He's got to work on his shooting. But is that his? But is is that is is that what is that what he's meant to do? No, threes, but he he should expand his game though with shooting threes because I think that would even you said that the Knicks win when the three point balls drop. Well, that's how that's how they beat the Lakers. Yeah, they're 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 up by thirty in the first yeah. in the first quarter because <laughs> threes were dropping. Randall couldn't miss. That's how that's how the Knicks win. The Suns are just are just an incredible team. That's yep. the thing. The Phoenix Suns just have too much. But I'm just like I'm just so tired of it, dude. Like I'm tired of like posting the posting the freaking standings at five and one first six games of the year. You're posting NBA standings. Like what are you doing, dude? Like chillax. Now we're an eighth, and the Nets are in, in the first place. Now, how, how does it feel for your team, which you've been dying to see the Nets get the first place in Eastern Eastern Conference right now? They just have to hold it, but they have it right now. <clears throat> you just got to keep doing doing what you're doing man like with with the nets like they're playing the suns tonight it's gonna be that's gonna be hard i don't even i don't even know if they'll even win the game dude i I don't i don't know we'll we'll see what happens it's it's in brooklyn so nets are actually like nets are like nets are like the best road team in basketball right now they have they're like they're like eight and two on on the road yeah which is always good because last year they were last year was tough winning on the road. It's kind of a reverse season. Last year, the Nets played down the competition and they beat and they beat great teams. They had the best record against over 500 teams last year, but then they were average against like the magic or like, or like though, or um, the um, uh, wizards. They, they were they were they were average. Mm-hmm. This year it's flipped. They feasted on like on the um on the um bad teams. The loss that the, that the Nets have had were against the Bucks on opening night, a game where the they Warriors. had no interest playing in. The Warriors was just was just a slaughter. The Warriors are just the are just an, are just a, a great team. The Bulls in Chicago. They bur- they burnt out in, in that fourth quarter. Um, the Hornets, which was bad, that was at home. Um, and the fifth one was the Heat, the Miami yeah. Heat at yeah. home. The Heat just came out to play better. So Heat, Hornets, Bulls, Warriors, Bucks, great teams. So again, it's early. It's it's early in the season. I think most of those losses came came at a time when the team was still gelling and James Harden couldn't find his stroke yet. Um, they're missing Joe Harris. They're missing Nicholas Claxton. Kyrie is out doing missionary crap. But whatever that is, he's uh, spreading the good word of Kyrie. He's out there somewhere. If I was a Nets fan, I'd want him gone at this point because it's just it, it, say if you if you by the All Star break he still isn't back. Don't you want him off this team? Don't you want to trade him? I want a resolution first. You can't jump to the gun like that. Things can change. I want a resolution. I was thinking this too. Maybe if you get rid of Kyrie, 
maybe you could look to Houston and see good old John Wall get bought oh, out. Oh, and of then course. John Wall. Of course. <laughs> of course. Why bring, not? Bring in John Wall. And then John Wall can, like, be revitalized. And then you've got Durant, Harden, and John Wall. Horrible. I'll, 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 that that's not happening. No, we, we it'll watch it. Well, watch that'll happen before the Knicks trade for Lillard. The Knicks, if they want Lillard, because it, the, these Lillard Knicks talks have been around for years, they need to get him now. Because you know what? I don't want him when he's Walker out of his prime. I want him now. Oh yeah, dude. Talk about Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. Like, and and Fournier was hitting a ton of shots against against the Lakers, but. He's also a guy that's like that, like shows up one night, then, then just like leaves the next. <clears throat> I don't know what Kemba's doing. No, Knicks need two star players. They need a point guard and a center. Robinson isn't cutting it. Like I said, Miles Turner would be nice, but I don't think the Pacers are going to part ways with them. So we're going to have to figure something else out. But I'm talking trades. They're really going to have to make some trades here. Those trades probably could happen, dude. Yep. Just know, like, once again, like, this is what I've been, like, it's just what bugs me about some, about some Nick fans, dude. They look at their roster and they're like, oh, my God, like, we can actually do this, like, without, like, star talents. Like, no. You could be, like, a, like, a seventh or sixth seed. You'll go to the playoffs but you're going to get trashed by some team. Like, it, I don't know, dude. But I, I actually, I, I stayed up last night to watch the Kings and Lakers go to triple overtime. And, and the Kings ended up winning in LA. It was surreal. I'll tell you what, this isn't, it's as of right now, it isn't LeBron's league anymore because you know why? They're finding him left and right for something now and suspending him. He's, he's really getting, bro- you could see, he's getting, he's getting ticked off now. Yeah. Most likely at his team. Like, there was no reason why you, you had to point out two people in, in the stands and just have them get thrown out. There's no reason. You know what Michael Jordan and like and like and like Scottie Pippen, Patrick Ewing, John Stockton, all those guys back then would have done, kept playing. Yeah, and, and, and they would have. They wouldn't have been complaining because LeBron is a crybaby. Just are you, are you kidding me, dude? Like crying about the fan. But the fan, I did read that the fan said something that was in very poor taste. I did read that. The fan said, like, that they hope I get that, that. But, like, to have did, him, Oh, so you like, read that. You read that. I actually didn't read that. Okay, I, okay. I so I, 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 I I'll tell you what I, they said. They yeah. said that they hope Bronny dies in a, in a car crash. See, like, that's horrible. Yeah. That's bad. That's, that, that's, that, that's awful to say. But why does LeBron have to take it into his own hands and stop the game to point them out? Like, why? The arena has security. Security probably heard it. Why can't security? Why can't he let security do their job? 
it's dumb of the of the two people saying that really dumb yeah but lebron should not be stopping the game for that <clears throat> and i love isaiah stewart i do He's too a full. he brings it back dude he is a he is a he is a throwback to the 90s absolutely and 80s he is a bad throwback he wanted, he wanted, and you see the true colors of these announcers and how racist they are. You really do. They're like, oh, that's not good behavior. Oh, that's not how we behave. Oh, look at this mentality and stuff. I'm like, oh, here we go. They really, these announcers show their true colors and just don't want any kind of fights going on. It's insane. They must know Boomer Esiason and Greg, yeah. Greg Giannotti. Yeah. <laughs> they, must, they, they must be talking to them. Yeah, they must be. You know it. They're racist. I asses. just don't get it. Like, these and the Lakers just have a really broken roster. I they saw do. that triple overtime last night. I saw, I saw, um, the end of the first overtime, all of all of the second overtime, and all of the third overtime. Um, Lakers can't form a functioning offense. It's all just chucking up threes. Or LeBron just powers his way down low and tries to draw a foul. Like, there's – and I think that they were just tired. But here's the thing, dude. And this and, – and, and we'll end the show with this. Getting rid <laughs> – thank goodness – that DeAndre Jordan got shipped off out of here <laughs> and sent off to LA. You called because for it. he's starting. He's starting, dude. He was the starting center last night. I I, I don't like. Do people people know that DeAndre Jordan doesn't play defense? I guess not. He's not. He's not an NBA player. No, not anymore. He was when he, you know when he was when he was on the Clippers. On the Clippers, and then he went to the uh, Mavericks. Mavericks, and then he got traded to the Knicks. The Knicks, yeah. <laughs> and then, then he, he staked us out, and then he said, "I'm going to Brooklyn." Yep. It's just he... just unbelievable horrible but you know that's what happens dude i mean all the laker fans again toxic laker fans do i have to repeat myself um they bring up oh we got oh we've got we've got brody we've got we've got ad we've got lebron we've got um um malik monk and kendrick nunn and kent bazemore and carmelo Look at this all-time great bench. Yeah, and they're they are they're 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 under five hundred. Everyone's signing a contract in Genie Bus's office in the off season. Then look what exactly. happened. Exactly, <laughs> there was walking into the office to sign a contract. Oh. But all right, let's let let let's cap this off. Um, so let's do the socials. So yeah, go first. 
So my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. My Instagram is at the real max, T-H-E-R-E-L-M-A-X. Again, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. You can check out all the previous episodes on this YouTube channel, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Make sure you subscribe. Go check out all of our previous episodes on all the podcasting platforms out there, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. If you follow any podcasting platforms, we are on it. You can check out the website, maxcoglin.com as well, M-A-X-C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N.com. That's pretty much it, man. We're heading right into here. Thanksgiving has passed. Black Friday has passed. Cyber Monday on, is on the way. And we're on and our, we're on to the holidays. And we're, we're on to the overrated Christmas. <laughs> oh, give me a break. <laughs> the moment Halloween ends, dude, it's like it's like the happiest time of year. No, it's not. It's cold. It's horrible. It's oh, horrible. <laughs> Overrated. Everyone freaking going to throw their lights on the tree and spreading their jolly good spirits. Get the hell out of here. It's one of the most <laughs> depressing, selfish times of the year. Get out of here. Yeah. What what can they get me? Get out of here. Give me the next iPhone. Yeah, give me- <laughs> buy me a new car. <laughs> get out of here. Freaking uh, Christmas. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, guys, be safe. Wear a mask. Um, get vaccinated and if, if, if you, you get to, booster. please get vaccinated. If you if you're vaccinated, get the booster. Protect yourself this holiday season, please. Protect yourself. Protect your family. Protect everybody around you. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. So long. So long.